0: and welcome back for episode 8 of the Blacksburg Buzz. I'm your host Kyle Bean. Today we are going to be covering the women's basketball game against rival UVA, the men's basketball game against Miami coming up on Saturday, and the women's game against number 24 UNC on Sunday. Starting off with the women's game tonight. The Hokies are 16 and 51 all-time against the Cavaliers, they're 8 and 20 at home and they're currently on a four-game win streak against UVA. Their last loss was an 86 to 76 game at home in February of 2020. The Cavaliers' record is 10 and 10. As of right now, they are 2 and 7 in the ACC. They're 2 and 3 on the road this year, so they games roughly when they're not in their home court. Lately, the Cavaliers have absolutely taken off. They've won two of their last three games after starting 0-6 in the ACC. They had a four-point win over the previously ranked number 15 Florida State and a 15-point win over What was number 20, now number 24 UNC. Now I understand that this is only two games that they won, but I think this does mark a big turning point in their season, beating two pretty quality teams. Both were in the rankings. There's only one in there right now, but Florida State is still getting votes. So I think this does mark a really solid turning point in their year. In terms of the NCAA net ranking, Virginia Tech sits at 16 while UVA is at 67 to give you an idea of how they stack up nationally. Some team stats to be aware of. Uh, Virginia Tech shoots about 8.5% better from the field. They're about 8% better from three-point range as well. Uh, UVA is slightly worse in rebounding margin than the Hokies and UVA has about three more turnovers per game. I expect all of those stats to play a pretty significant part in today's game. There's two players that Tech really needs to watch out for. The first is Kimora Johnson. She's scoring 14 points per game, five rebounds, five assists, and two steals. And then Cameron Taylor, also with 14 points, six rebounds, and one block. In terms of outlook for the game, I really think Virginia Tech just needs to play the way that they play to get a win in Castle. Kitley had a really rough game last week, so I think there's definitely potential for her to just go crazy again. Maybe we see another 8-8 first quarter just monstrous performance. We'll have to see, but I think that there's definitely potential for her to really play out the frustration from last week. She just really couldn't land shots, which is very strange for her. Now looking at the men against Miami coming up on Saturday. Tech played Miami already this season at home, so now they'll be going down to Florida to play them at the Hurricanes home court. Tech was right in this game until about the two-minute mark. What they really needed to do was they got a lead in the first half and they just weren't able to pull away far enough. They let Miami climb back in and then they just could not finish out the game. Those last two minutes, they were tied and then it just slowly slipped away. I think one thing that's definitely going to help the Hokies is having Couture back in the lineup. He was not playing for that game so obviously, that's a huge plus for them. However, we don't know about Makai Long right now. We haven't seen him play in a little while. His knee has been bothering him. So we'll see what happens with that later in the week. Tech is 20-28 and 28, all-time against the Hurricanes. They're 8-16 all-time on the road. Virginia Tech currently ha- is on a three-game losing streak against Miami, the last game being that 75-71 loss in mid-January. Padula did go crazy in that one without his usual backup. He dropped 33 while he was on that January heater, so we'll see how the Hokies stack up this week down in Florida. The Hurricanes are 14-7 this season, 5-5 in the ACC. They're 10-2 at home this year. Really, really solid team at home. They have two losses that do jump out to me, but otherwise their schedule looks exactly how I would expect it to. They have a 27-point loss to Colorado, who is not ranked. And they have a 9-point loss to Louisville, who is one of the lowest teams in the ACC right now. Some team stats that I think are going to play a big part is Miami scores about six more points per game, and they rack up about four more blocks. Otherwise, the team stats are incredibly similar. They shoot within about 2 or 3% of each other from all areas of the floor. Turnovers are similar. Assists are similar, rebounds are similar. So nothing really stands out there. In terms of the NCAA net rankings, Virginia Tech sits at 50 while Miami is at 66 right now. This will be a first quadrant game for the Hokies where they're two and six this season. And then in quadrant two, they're two and two in their record. For Miami, this will be a second quadrant game in that second quadrant they're five and one really solid in q2 games in terms of q1 games however miami is one and four so i think those have balanced out a little bit we will definitely have to see how these teams stack up in the ken palm the t sits at 56 with a slightly better defense comparatively and miami sits at 67 with a slightly better offense These are marginal differences in those stats, but I think they were worth noting. The players we need to watch out for, we know them. They brung it last time we played. There's Norchad Omir, 18 points per game, 10 rebounds, 1.6 steals, 1 block. He shoots 63% from the field, very, very efficient. Last time we played them, he had 14 against us. Then there was Matthew Cleveland. He really gave us the work last time. 21 points at the castle. He averages 15 points per game, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1.3 steals. Then there's Nigel Pack. 14.7 points per game, 4 assists, and 1 steal. He had 19 points in the last matchup. And Wooga Poplar... 14.6 14.6 points per game, five rebounds, one steal. He's their most deadly three-point shooter. Statistically, with 45% from three-point, he had 11 points last game. So looking ahead to this one, I said it earlier, I really think Tech just needs to get a lead and put it away. They, were, they had about a nine-point lead Late in the first half, they let Miami come back. I think it was a one-point game going into the locker room. And then the second half, Miami pulled ahead. They they kept a short lead for most of it. Tech was down about four, five points most of that second half. It was tied around that two minutes remaining mark. And then Miami just scored a few and Tech couldn't put it in the hoop and they dropped that one by four points. Obviously having Couture back is a huge, huge difference maker in this game. That was one thing that was asked about a lot in that press conference was if Laranega was preparing to have Couture back or not. He said, yeah, you've always got to prepare for a guy like Kator. If he's in the lineup, he's gonna be a problem. Luckily for Miami, he was not playing that game, which most likely would have made a difference. Obviously, we don't know that for sure. Definitely going to be curious to see if Makai Long is playing as well, though, as we just haven't really heard an update on him. We don't know if he'll be in the lineup as he's been battling something with his knee. Another thing that I think the Hokies should work on is just keeping those turnovers down Um, you know they've been doing it really really well lately is minimizing those but that's one thing where if you keep those down it definitely helps prevent teams from climbing back from those deficits and it also helps you put away those games if you're not turning over the ball you can keep scoring you can run up the score when you are it gives the other team extra possessions to try and climb back into it. Now for the women's game against UNC. The ladies are 14 and 21 all-time against the Tar Heels and they are 6 and 13 all-time on the road. Virginia Tech is currently on a four-game winning streak against UNC. Their last loss was a 71 to 46 game in January of 2022. In that one, Virginia Tech was just shooting bricks all night. They really couldn't hit anything. 31% from the field, 17% from three-point range. Brutal game. UNC, on the other hand, shot about 44% from the field and three-point in totality. UNC is 15 and 6 in their record this year. They're 6 and 2 in the ACC. In terms of home games, they're 11 and 1, so they've only lost one game in Chapel Hill. That was against South Carolina, who we know has been a problem for everyone this year. The only game that really stands out on their schedule to me is a 15 point loss to UVA earlier in this week. Other than that, it looks pretty standard. For the NCAA net rankings, Virginia Tech is at 16, while UNC is at 32. So, sizable gap between them, but both in a really solid section of those net rankings overall. A few team stats that I think are important to note. Virginia Tech scores about 8 more points per game, 70.7 to 78.2. UNC has really, really struggled with that three-point shot behind the arc this year. They're about 29.5% on the season, while Virginia Tech shoots about 37%. I think that's going to play a big one as Virginia Tech tends to do really well when they hit those threes, and UNC is a team that hasn't really shot them well all season. They are also reasonably poor free throw shooters. The team averages about 66% as a whole. On the other hand, though, UNC does grab about four more steals each game. In terms of the turnovers, the teams are just about dead even, but UNC does score a few more points per game off of those same turnovers So that's going to be something to watch out for for the Hokies. A few players to note, Kelly Deja, 16 points per game, three rebounds, three assists, and about one and a half steals. She's a two-time All-ACC first team guard, so she's definitely going to be one to worry about. And then there's Alyssa Usby, 12 and a half points per game, nine rebounds, About three and a half assists, two steals, and one and a half blocks. Another all-ACC first-team player last year. She plays the guard or forward, depending on the lineup. So you've got a guard and a wing player to worry about. And then Lexi Donarski, 10 points per game, three rebounds, and one steal. She's by far the team's best deep shooter. She hits at about 36%. Pretty solid. She's averaging right around what the Hokies team as a whole shoots. Lexi is a grad transfer from Iowa State, another guard for them. So definitely guarding the guards and the wings is going to be important. We're really going to need Carly Wenzel's defense out there playing well and then stopping on the wings. A few notes for the game. I think interior defense is going to be crucial in this one. With a team like UNC that doesn't shoot the 3-2-2 well, I would expect a lot more drives and mid-range shots. So that interior presence of Kitley and Strack is definitely going to be important in pushing them out further to the line. Make them make those shots before you let them shoot in the lane and then just limiting turnovers. Uh, UNC does score quite a bit more off of those turnovers they force than the Hokies do, although they're both turning it over at about the same rate. UNC scoring more off of those. So that's one thing to worry about. And just looking at that transition defense is gonna be important. Preventing points in transition off of those turnovers is going to be huge. UNC is getting almost 17 points off of their 12 and a half turnovers, while Tech is getting about 11 or 12. So those five points could make a huge difference in this game. Tune in early next week where we'll be recapping all three of these games. Until then, I encourage you to have a fantastic weekend. Catch a little bit of Hokies basketball and we'll see you back here next week.